What's up, guys? My name is Joey Jacob, and you're listening to the Jaco Collective Podcast. What is up, everybody? This is the first official episode of the Jaco yeah. Collective Podcast. Yes, my name is Joey Jacob, here with one of my best friends uh, in the whole wide world, Logan Peck. Logan, say hi to the people. Hey, people. Yes, yes, the people, the people. Um, man, <laughs> so Logan, listen, uh, you guys can't you guys can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but you can see it if you go over to the YouTube channel. Um, but I sent Logan a uh, little agenda about what we were going to talk about today. Yes. But before we even start, before we even start, I want to raise a question to you, sir. And we both know the answer to this question. Okay. But I want to raise it. Let's say someone gave you $1,000 with the caveat that you had to bet it on who was going to win the NBA championship. This year? This year. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is the answer to that question of who you would bet to win? Now, we both know the answer to this question. (laughs) I just would like to hear you say it. Okay. Um you're hesitating a little much. Okay, so the reason I'm hesi- the only reason I'm hesitating <laughs> is because obviously Duran is injured and um, Boogie is injured as well. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to be back. We're going to see. Um, Charles Barkley thinks that the finals will be between the Trailblazers and the Bucks. What? And that the Bucks <laughs> will win. Now, at first, I was like, he's he's smoking something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. no. I mean, we'll we'll find out, I guess, how the Trailblazers pull. I highly doubt. I mean, it would be miraculous for the Trailblazers to win this series. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna obviously bet that the finals will be the Bucks and the Warriors. Okay. So between that, my money's on the Warriors. I I think if you had a thousand dollars that you had to bet on it, you would bet it on the Warriors. And I have to bet. You it. have to bet it. You can't just take it and put it in your pocket, save it for rainy day. You have to bet it on a team. I think I would be dumb not not to bet on the war. Just that they're, yes. they're proven veteran champions oh, at this point. But we have not seen a player like Giannis. I don't think the NBA knows how to defend him yet. It's but like things he, have evolved to defend these the Splash Brothers and, and and James Harden and people like that a little bit. But with with Giannis, it's like. The only way to stop him is to try to draw an offensive foul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. just no way. So, but but do you think that one guy, who's I don't know, who's indefensible? I don't know. They can, really kind of have two guys. Can but, kill can kill four all stars in a game. Well, there will only be there might only be. I mean, three, you, Durant, Curry, okay, that's and fair. Clay. You have three. You have right. three. Iguodala was a Finals MVP in 2015, so he's. Do you can do you not consider Green? Uh, oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's. So I mean, if Durant plays, if Durant plays, which, which I yeah. think he will play. By I then. don't think Giannis could win with no, Durant. No, no. I don't there's, think he can. Yeah, I don't think he can because because no, Durant went out in the Houston into the Houston series. Correct. Uh, and yeah. They and they they still won. They still won. Yeah. Like without even like you know barely. Yeah. Barely. But, yeah. but they barely won in with six Durant. games though. So sure. they they had a whole other game to spare. Yeah. 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 But they barely won with Durant too. So it's not like Correct. it's not like the Durant margins were way more. Right. So okay. I just for the record, it's the war. The war. Oh yeah. Okay. It would be, okay. It would be stupid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Logan, there's yeah. a few things. There's a few things I know about you, and one is that you are a huge Cleveland fan. Huge. Uh, now, are you a bigger Cleveland fan? Or a bigger LeBron fan, Cleveland. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So loyalty over the loyalty to the place over the person. I'm. I'm not. Okay. I don't want to say I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm obviously a LeBron fan. 
but like this move to LA was stupid. <laughs> like this was so, yeah. this is the dumbest thing. Does but, he stay? Cause some people are saying they may trade him. I think he's going to stay. They're talking about getting Ty Lue to be the coach of the Lakers, yeah, I saw that. which I saw is that. crazy. I don't know if that ever panned out or I, I didn't look deeply. Cavs just named a new coach yesterday. Yeah. Um, I just know that he, if he wanted to be in LA for production companies, in that same stadium or arena, Staples Center, uh, there's another team called the Clippers that's way better than the Lakers. Yeah. And why didn't he go to the Clippers? Other than just Magic talked him into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You got Magic. And Magic got was Kobe, like, hey, yeah. come be part of this franchise that's got all these legends. And then he was like, got hung up on the greatness thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm great. I should be a Laker. Well, it turns out now Magic is gone. Did you see that last week? Yeah. Magic left. Yeah, yeah. He's, so it's yeah. like, okay, well, this was all just... The dumbest thing that ever happened. Sure, sure. So hopefully something could change because it was. It's been kind of a boring regular season. Things are starting to get exciting right now. Yeah, but every so far, ever since been, yeah, ever ever since LeBron was like officially out of the finals. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, out of the playoffs, it was kind of like okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just watch the Warriors do their thing again. Yeah, it's <laughs> we'll pr- go it, from there. Yeah, Durant's injury has <laughs> been the most exciting thing that's yeah. happened, and yeah, yeah, it's a very minor injury, I think. Yeah. So we'll dude. see what happens. Uh, well, dude, listen, I uh, uh, also want to bring uh, something else up. Uh, agree or disagree with this? You are a, a new dad, obviously. Yes. yes, you do agree with that. <laughs> you do agree with that? <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the yeah. agree or disagree. Like, oh, am I? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, agree or disagree, because I do not have a child, and we're about the same age, so you're like, probably, you're, you're, you've entered one step ahead of me in a live stage now. So, from the outside looking in, I believe this statement to be true, but having a front row seat, agree or disagree, zero to two years old of having a child, no different than a puppy. Oh, wow. Um, Very few differences than a puppy. Yes I, or no? Other, okay. other than the fact that like you have to keep it alive, but you need to keep your dog alive too. Yes. So the similarities are where you have to keep it alive. I would say <laughs> most babies are a little bit more hassle um in terms of more regular feeding sure um very similar to a puppy in the the cuteness factor or whatever yeah. you're definitely gonna love it more than a puppy i think yeah. what most people will yeah. um, the you got, positives those, you got are, those weirdos that won't yes <laughs> the positives are they're a little bit more the world has adapted in such a way that they're a little bit more transportable than a puppy sure so it's like we have car seats yeah we don't really have I mean, we could put a puppy in a car and that's fine, but there's places that don't let you bring your puppy in. Yeah, yeah. There's not as many places that don't let you bring a baby in. So, yeah. you know, I like to, my grandparents gave us this thing that like you wear them on the front, wear the baby in, on the front. And I haven't used the stroller yeah. since we got that thing because it's so easy to just have two hands free. And and our, our son is just really chill. So if I put him there, he's just... Oh he, yeah, yeah, he goes right to sleep. Now let's talk so about the, that for a second, because you have told me quite a bit that your son Calvin, yes, literally just lays there. He just lays there. <laughs> yeah. Now all the other people who are listening right now, if they do have a newborn baby that doesn't just lay yeah. there, oh that's upsetting. They've immediately skipped this episode. Yes. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I, I hate this guy. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> My little sister, when she was born, I was a teenager, and she was a a terrible baby in the sense that. Um, I mean, not a terrible baby, but she she was colicky and acid reflux and all the things that that go yeah. wrong, and it was just just screaming all the time. And he just 
is not that way you know he he's very content to just look at the ceiling for <laughs> one day i was watching him my wife thing. was out of town and i watched him the whole day and he, he just was on the couch like looking at the ceiling basically the entire <laughs> like from morning until night and it's like the life yeah I mean, it's incredible yeah, it's yeah. just i feed me and let me sleep he's very <laughs> content i think he's more like my wife in that way i, I would i think he probably got some aspects of those there you those go personality there you types, go so. now when i first when i first saw the little guy it was what two or three days after he came over the hospital yeah, he was four something four he was born at five pounds and then he lost some weight so when you saw him he was probably four or eleven crazy it, yeah. he was like is he was he was smaller than like a youth sized football <laughs> like he was this he was like he was tiny so tiny and now you guys you guys brought him here today yeah and the dude's massive he's like 11 <laughs> 11 pounds now yeah and how, how old uh two and a half months two and a half months yeah 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 i put weight on like that uh two and my wife got mad at me so i'm not allowed to do that anymore but uh wow yeah you know so he's huge i mean he's he's gotten quite a bit bigger than than, yes. uh, than he was yeah well dude congratulations thank you to the uh to the new to the new puppy i mean baby uh, <laughs> great. so yeah yeah. so man tell us a little bit about um so just to give some some background of uh kind of what we're doing here this is the first episode of uh the jaco collective podcast and uh kind of the jaco collective community uh and basically uh the vision for this the idea for this is uh man just giving uh a community of creatives uh, a place to talk about their art, uh, but then also like give some practical like tips on how they kind of took that art uh, and made it into a business and, yeah. and have an income with it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of creatives out there who maybe aren't super business minded. Yeah. That are like, man, I would love for someone to just tell me how they did it. Yeah. And sometimes you can Google people's stories or something like that and kind of gives you a little backstory of how they made it. Right. Um, but would love to dive into like some some practical things. Uh, but first, man, tell us a little bit about uh, just about yourself, where you're from, uh, what you do, kind of how you got into, uh, tell us what you do and then how you got into doing what you're doing. Okay. So I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. And when I was, um, a kid, my mom was always writing songs and, uh, writing these just gospel songs. And then she ended up, uh, she had a, a cousin that was a small, somewhat small artist in this gospel realm. And then, um, they were cutting a lot of her songs um, because she was getting songs recorded. There was a publisher in, in this area that became interested in representing that. And so she got a publishing deal um, back in the 90s. Your mom. My mother. Okay, yes. Yeah. And then so we moved here when I was seven years old to kind of be closer to that publishing gotcha. deal. Gotcha. Um, and that about two years later, three years later, uh, maybe a little little longer than that. Um, things started to not pan out with between her and, and that deal. They branched off on their own. My parents started their own company, uh, which has done basically Southern Gospel Music Publishing for right. years. And they, they do a lot of church choir things and a lot of um, stuff in that realm. So that's my origins. That's where I started writing songs and first started getting cuts and things like that. So that's how I've that's how I make mailbox money. Sure. I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that mailbox money. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, a few, you know, maybe two years ago, I had a number one song in the I was genre. About to say, yeah. Yeah. You and, did have that. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's been a big blessing to just kind of, you know, you, you look in your account and it's, oh, BMI. You sure. Know, yeah. I didn't, didn't work for that this week, but I yeah. worked for it yeah. three years ago or, you know, so, so, yeah. four years ago, whenever, whenever I wrote the song. So, sure. Um, and then some other little cuts along the way that have been really, really great. I'm really appreciative of everybody in the genre. It's really a cool 
genre kind of a niche niche yeah. thing where um it's tight harmonies um and a, a lot of people really like it in the south, southeastern uh church world and even some some outside of it as well and and uh they kind of get together once a year at this huge convention uh and and everybody all the artists come sing on this big stage it's like 10 20,000 people or or so uh so it's cool to kind of watch your songs get sung yeah. in that so in terms of other stuff that I've done um I I learned to play guitar after we moved here and um did about a year year and a half of college uh in in guitar performance okay. and then uh started just playing guitar for whoever I could I gave some guitar lessons on the side when I was in my late teens yeah, which yeah. is hard to do yeah <laughs> uh, and i have a lot of respect for people sure, who, sure. who take the time people who took the time with me yeah um and helped me because it, it is you know kids are you know kids who are not your own kids are like <laughs> very hard let's say when, when little calvin says daddy teach me the guitar I'm like no yeah <laughs> i'm not doing that yeah <laughs> i've been down that road before son <laughs> it's, it's like have you learned to sit still yeah I mean, if you have then that's it can good you, can and you I, focus? i'll try to teach you to sit still yeah but these other kids that I wasn't in charge of whether or not they sat still. Yeah. Um, that, that was very difficult for yeah. me. So, so would you say, so was that kind of your, was that your first taste of like, although it may be small, was that your first taste of like, oh man, I have a, I have a skill like that's in music, that's in the arts, yes. quote, quote unquote. But was that your first taste of, oh, I just made money with this. Yes. Okay, it, it cool. was yeah, yeah. of making money on my own, especially, sure. um, and doing, that and doing a little bit of, of post editing. Um, I was really blessed that my, my, you know, my parents company has always been, uh, kind of my number one client in the sense that they, they'll, they'll use a lot of what I do in their, in their company, but, um, have been able to use those skills and branch out into doing stuff for other people as well, which is really cool. So my, my income has traditionally always been 1099. Sure. Even from them. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that's, I think one of the things that most creatives deal with is just a lot of 1099s. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, but besides the, besides the creatives who have reached the point where they're creating their own, their own company, yeah. then most of it is kind of that freelance contract, right. you know, especially with traveling musicians and yeah. things like that. You play a camp or a conference or, a, <laughs> yep. you know, whatever it is, a venue or a church or a festival, yep. everything comes and then they send yep. you a 1099. And then they send you a 1099 for tax time and you're like, oh, yeah. I forgot about you that. You forgot. <laughs> yeah, you completely forgot. Yeah. Yep. If it's over $600 and if it's royalties and yeah. incidentally, if it's, if it's songwriter royalties, they have to send you a 1099 if it's more than $10. Interesting. Which is so you owe taxes. You owe taxes on $11 yeah, royalty. A, yeah. <laughs> They'll tell the government and if you don't report, the government will be like, hey, we got hey. a 1099 that this guy didn't tell us about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was eleven fifty, sir. You now owe us $75 <laughs> yes. in fees yeah. for filing your taxes incorrect. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. So that's awesome. So that's kind of, that was kind of your first, your first taste of that. Right. Um, but now you're also, uh, you do artistry as well, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. yeah which yeah. I'm really actually excited about. And right now I've, I've stepped back, um, since becoming a dad, um, I've pulled, I pulled down, I was deep into the social media realms and things like that. And I've pulled down all my social media just to focus on being creative. And my, th my thought was I want to become really good at what I do yeah, and better at all of it. And even if that just means sitting alone in a room and practicing the piano or my vocals or, or my songwriting. And when the day comes that I need this promotion or I feel like the opportunities have presented themselves that I need that, 
I'd rather turn it over to somebody yeah. else. I now know they turn it over to the Jayco the Collective. Oh, there <laughs> you go. What a shameless plug. Oh, wow. There was no payment given for that, but there will be. <laughs> what a great plug. Yeah, dude, let's pause, let's pause right there for a second, because that's actually a really interesting concept. Uh, because I went to make a post today, actually, yeah. to promote uh, this episode, which is going to be airing uh, June 3rd. And okay. I was like, man, featuring you didn't see it because you don't have social media. <laughs> but here's the here's I'll the get on my wife's and look at it. Here's later. the interesting part is I went to tag you and for the life of me could not find you. <laughs> I did not realize that you were off of social media until I'm sorry. I did like eight hours ago. I didn't make a post about <laughs> you didn't going make it, off. Bro, you didn't do the typical thing of like, hey guys, I'll be taking a break for a yeah, little while. Yeah. So if you need me, pick up the phone. Yeah. Like what happened? What happened to that? So so let's pause there for a second, because I did not realize that you were off until today. So in a world that is like super social media focused yes. and a lot of, and especially for independent artists, independent creatives, right. a lot of promotion and, and, and marketing happens through social media. Yeah. So how hard, it may not have been hard, but how hard was that decision? Oh, extremely hard. To be like, no, yeah. no, no, I'm just going to go. Because everyone else around you would be like, bro, you're giving up the only marketing channel you have. No, yeah, it was so hard. Yeah. yeah and it's the, again, yeah, you're right. The only marketing channel we have. Yeah. It, that's what it, it feels like. When I started reassessing, I read a book by a guy named Cal Newport called Digital Minimalism. Okay. And he kind of talked about the concept of deep work and working deeply on what it is you do. And then when the when when you finally have been working and working and working and, and getting satisfaction from that, and then you poke your head up, it'll it'll be easier to find outlets because you'll you will be a rarity at that point. Yeah. And so I, I thought about that and not not to say that I you know I'm the most talented guy in the world and I just have to be off of social media you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not that way at all sure. I've been on Facebook <laughs> since like 2006 yeah and it had been around for like a year so deleting that was really really hard I started dating my wife in high school you so, so you completely hold on you completely deleted it I deleted you didn't it. like yeah it was deactivate it or no like, because I've tried deactivating it. and you just activated I go it right again? back as soon as you type in your password like you were getting on a normal day yeah it's it as opens if you back did up. it it activates it again immediately. So, bro, so it doesn't you, put in any extra steps. There's, yeah. So, when you get back on it, you will have zero friends. Zero friends. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Oh, no, man. it's really crazy. That's kind of freeing to think about, though. It's, it's, yeah, it was so scary. It took me like three days to, to work up the, the nerve to do it. And so, I find, so first <laughs> I spent, a whole day saving stuff. Yeah. All my old threads. Like photos. All my threads, old yeah. inbox threads with my wife are now yeah. in like a text document. Nice. Like tons of photos. Yeah. And all. You can actually, there's this cool thing on Facebook where they'll, when you're going to delete it, you can have them send you all the photos you've ever oh, put that's up. Cool. Instagram has the same thing in an email format. Interesting. Yeah. So technically you still kind of own your stuff. They have yeah. the rights to promote in whatever way but they'll send it to you in a package package download which i didn't know about yeah yeah yeah, yeah it well, was because you never thought about deleting no, all your social media never before. thought about <laughs> it but it, it was there and I, when i looked up ways to do it it was like there was just some options that were very helpful but they'll try to talk you out of it like facebook they said we're just going to deactivate your account for 30 days and then um after 30 days we'll delete it but they want they want to give you that span of time yeah to make up your mind well same so thing so i had with to the, delete it and then wait 30 days yeah. to know it was gone well same thing with uh <laughs> i think it's the same thing with a facebook page Yes. Uh, so like I had a couple of pages from past things I did that I just wanted to like clean out because I'm like a manager of eight pages right. on Facebook. Right. And I wanted to like clear them out. Right. And it, w it was 14 days. 
It's like, no, I just like, I, it's trash. I want to delete it. Like yeah. just, but now I have to like wait. So right. I still have to go through that. Right. But dude, that's a big, uh, that's a big thing. Like I said, especially like being in such a digital and digital, uh, world yeah. to like just completely kind of cut off, cut off from that. Right. So, uh, man, have you taken more phone calls lately or, um, I, <laughs> are you just in social isolation? <laughs> man, it, it's weird. Like the truth is not the way I was social media marketing before, not that many opportunities for me ever came from that. Yeah. So it's, it, it was a thing where I knew that until I reached this next step of having this massive amount of, of work that I've accumulated and want to just give to the world, then I'm not ready. I'm not ready to handle this. Sure. It, yeah, it, yeah. it was too tempting to, to, to be distracted by it, which is, was really my main thing as I was distracted by it every single day, like yeah. many times a day. That's it's, fair. It's very difficult. So I thought about just giving someone else the password and then just changing the password that probably would have worked as well and probably would have been the smarter. <laughs> probably. That, may, that way, maybe when you came back, you didn't have to start, but there may yeah. be something that there may be something in just completely starting from zero. Yeah. It that might felt be good. Yeah, it yeah. felt good. That like, could be interesting to just be, and it's felt good since then because I, I know that there isn't, there isn't a thing. So it's just when I have the downtime, I've been typically doing doing better stuff or stuff that I, I enjoy more. Sure. Which is it's it's made me a little bit happier. So for everyone listening and watching, yeah. you should uh, delete all social media and not listen to anything except for the Jacob Collection <laughs> podcast. Yes. I've still been listening to YouTube. tons of podcasts. There you go. There this you go. Is Podcasting is not off limits. No. There we go. Oh, of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audiobooks too. <laughs> there, there it is. There yeah. it is. So are you like, so is that extending to YouTube as well? Or are you still kind of get into the YouTube wow. holes so of NBA highlights? I got and, rid of YouTube on my phone, the YouTube okay. app, Fair. and then made it more difficult to access YouTube from my phone. And it has worked for probably about three months. And then as of this week, I've kind of just been jumping over those hurdles to get back on YouTube. Um, just because there's a couple of videos I wanted to see, yeah. a couple of channels I wanted to catch up on and things like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you can like, at least now, now for everyone who doesn't know, you are not an Apple person anymore, at least on the phone. I did. It was enough. Is, that was part of that decision as well is because Apple was so integrated with that they're it's not quite as customizable yeah so there were things i did with my phone like i turned my phone all black and white because it's it's just less enamoring that yeah, way yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. uh it, it was just again it was distracting and yeah. i would just get on it just to look at the apps because they yeah. were red and blue and so i you know <laughs> it's a, you know there's just a little psychological it's the most like things. artistic that you've ever said <laughs> i've turned it black and white to match my mood <laughs> yeah i've got yeah. off all social media and my phone is black and, and white yeah and i'm wearing look at my clothes yeah, i'm yeah. wearing all black and white too <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Uh, so, man, now you said that you grew up kind of in the uh, in the gospel in the gospel space. Yes. But you, being your own artist, uh, the last thing you released was a uh, little uh, little uh, action action right here, a little on and on action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, forever free. Produced by the Jayco community. This, this was. Yeah. This was. Ma many in the Jayco community were a part of the yes. making of, of this. There, this Jacob, this, Jacob yeah, yeah. Collective. That was a fun uh, That was a fun project. Yeah. So you grew up in the gospel, but you probably wouldn't consider yourself a gospel artist, right? Or would you? Um, not in the traditional sense. Not maybe. Probably not Southern gospel, simply because my voice, as you can hear, I, I, I'm not a Southern person. Sure. I, I don't have a Southern, Southern draw and just those, those big 
voices that they have in that realm that works so well for them. And I, I have a little bit more of a delicate. I sound better when I'm singing quieter. Sure. And when when I you know push forward to sing these big ballady, rangy anthems that are kind of part of that realm, it it just doesn't. It's not in my skill set. And yeah. I, I think it's better to work with your skills sure. than to to work with maybe what you are are passionate about or whatever. And yeah. not not that I'm not I am or am not passionate about singing Southern gospel. It's just that um I think I have opportunity there, but it's just not a skill set of mine. Sure, you, yeah. you can never just chase something that's not a skill yeah, set yeah. of yours. That's like that's that's like someone uh, someone that's got a, uh, a female vocalist that's got a nice soft voice singing Celine Dion. That's exactly not, what it's not the thing. Correct. Like, you could be really great at one thing, but the moment that you try to step out of that, yeah, it's kind of like, oh man, she's not as good. Well, no, right. she is. She's yeah. she's just in the wrong yeah. vein. And listening to critiques from others is yeah. really important in that as well because it, it's really hard to hear that kind of stuff, but you just, you have to be excited about someone just crapping on your stuff. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you just yeah, have to be no, great. excited yeah. about, you know, you send somebody something, I, I sent you something the other day yeah. and said like, Hey man, I just want people to just roast this yeah. so that I can take, I literally, I have a list in my field notes of like nine, you know, I showed it to my mom and I showed it to my wife and I showed it to you and diff- different people and little comments from people that, kind of know what they're talking about and then yeah. little comments of people that have have listened to a lot of music and just know what it typically sounds like to them and, and things that might bug them if they could pick something out sure and then ju- i'm gonna i just compile that list and just start hashing away and see if i can make a version two that's better than version one yeah yeah so. yeah, yeah uh dude that's good so um if you i i know the answer to this question i think i know the answer to this question Other okay. people may not one artist that you would maybe compare your current artistry to Wow. Okay. So I have a, I have a song that's com- coming out fairly soon okay. um, that I just got the master back from. If I were to compare it to anything, it would probably be, there was a guy in the uh, 2000s named Chris Rice and um, the country guy. No, he was oh. a, he was a Christian uh, CCM artist. He might've had a couple of crossover pop hits okay. or something like that. Um, he sang that song, um, come to Jesus. Oh, okay. Come yeah, to yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what song are you talking about? Um, it's called it's called My Hope, My Song. Okay, a- and uh, um, wrote it with someone else that will probably be in the Jayco Collective. Hey, there uh, it is, Kelly Besh. Oh, and, and shout I, out, and, shout and uh, James T. Lee uh, is is probably the mastermind behind a lot of it. But gotcha. um, the three of us wrote this song. I just fell in love with it and just couldn't get it out of my head. Where it was yeah. a thing where it's like I think I need to to work on this. So, um, called up a, a, a great producer that I have always respected named Ben Shive and he helped me work on it. And, um, he did incredible work, which he does. And then, um, the master got back, uh, this week. So, um, just basically looking at creating a, a release plan for that and might even try to shop around some of the label, yeah. A- end of things to see if anybody's interested in releasing it. Sure. Um, if not, I think it, it stands alone and, and can be released on its own. But yeah, um, yeah, I just, that's that's where that, that yeah. stands. I, I would say it's probably closer to a Chris Rice vibe than, than gotcha. anything else. Sweet, sweet. Uh, so earlier we were talking about you, um, kind of your first taste of income as uh, kind of doing your creative art was teaching. Right. At what point do you think it went from... Uh, it, or at what point did the wanting to do creative work turn into like 
oh man, let's start structuring and working on myself to like position myself to make money from this. Cause yeah. you're, cause you lead worship. Uh, yeah. you, you play as a, uh, as a hired gun musician. Yeah. So you've got some different revenue things. So at what point in your mind was it like, oh, okay, I can, I can actually do this and make some money from it. Yeah. I, uh, I played a show. There was a, a girl that was, um, she was signed to a record label at the time and, and her record label recognized that she needed some help with guitar. And then she, um, got hooked up with me, uh, as a guitar teacher. And so it was like this weird, the label told her to give me a call. And then, um, so we started kind of working together. We played like one show and I really enjoyed it and realized, you know, I haven't played, I had played some stuff as a younger person, um, even just growing up, I was in singing groups and, and different things like that, but hadn't played, played in a while like that and uh, really enjoyed it. And soon afterwards started just doing more of it and then um, started playing in different, started leading worship in different churches and different things like that. Um, and uh, not long, not too long, I mean, maybe just a couple of years after that, I started playing with you i mean we, oh we, yeah, yeah. we started yeah. uh we started playing together and <laughs> which, so which let's let's pause there yeah because i feel like because uh, we mentioned i mentioned at the very beginning that you're one of my best friends but it's one of the longest friendships that i think i've had with anyone yeah and it was a total fluke the way it started oh super so fluke. it was because of my guitar lessons yeah, wasn't it yes years ago <laughs> so just to refresh the story for us but also to introduce it to people so uh my wife uh before we met uh, their family had moved down here yeah. and she was learning to play guitar and uh, her mom was looking for guitar, uh, a guitar teacher yep. to give her some lessons. Mm -hmm. And apparently she reached out to you like through an email, email. you like never responded or responded like uh, I responded, or you responded and then but then she, she never, never responded. responded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, somebody didn't respond. Like, like you wrote her back and then she like dropped the ball. And so then uh, we met years later yeah. and me and my wife started a duo mm -hmm. and we needed a guitar player. And her mom was like, well, you know, there was this guitar player that we reached out to like years ago. Who was local. That yeah. was local. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like reach out and see if he wants to play. Yeah. And so I sent you the crappiest of crap demos. We're like, hey bro, <laughs> did you want to no, play one guitar or two on of them this? Were good. There was like a couple like really great ones that are so were so much better quality than the other ones. And I, that, that was the point where I was like, oh, this is how you produce stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was like mm -hmm. a switch there. Yeah. But uh, dude, that was, I mean, that was years ago. Yeah. I mean, five, six years ago probably because that's when me and Gracie, uh, my wife, first started doing uh, doing our duo, yep. which was a while ago. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that was an interesting uh, uh, entrance to our longstanding friendship. Right. So, yeah. Which, and all along the way, I mean gotten to play with other people and yeah. um that you know another here's another plug for the jaco collective oh here it is so the I jaco like collective like guys i swear i'm not paying the jaco this. collective already <laughs> exists and I, I know that this is it. this is podcast one <laughs> but this is something that that already exists it's just this the podcast is just a um, manifestation it's a manifestation of it, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it. so there, there's just so many people where it's like Oh yeah, I played with them, and it's like, you know Joey, right? Or yeah. it's, it's like, and 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 oh, I know them because of because of this, and then I I played that, or I, you know, they asked me to 
go do this or I, I, I can't even describe it really, but yeah. there is this, this I, don't, I don't think there's I don't think there's one person that I think that I know like in my kind of closer circle of friends yeah. that isn't connected to everyone else that I know somehow. Exactly. Like even from like, we have a good buddy named Justin, yeah. uh, even from Justin uh, and, and his wife uh, being involved at the church that they're in, knowing a worship leader that was at my church yeah. that we didn't realize knew. I mean, I think every person that we know is somehow or other yes. connected somehow. And if you so get, it's a cool thing. I mean, yeah. if somebody gets into it, they end up everywhere. So, yes. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like Car- Carmen, <laughs> yeah. Carmen, I met Carmen at, uh, she was playing a show in my, in my little uh, suburban town or whatever. And, and I thought she was great. And I, I reached out and wanted to know if she wanted to write just cause I thought she was super talented. And, and we started writing and then somehow she met Justin and Charlie, I guess through me or maybe Charlie reached out yeah. to her. And, and so then like massive, you know, whirlwind later, it's like, who doesn't, who doesn't know Carmen in the grand scheme of everyone who knows everything. And it's like, at one point it was, nobody knew she, nobody among our friends knew knew Carmen, but it it was like, you know, the Jacob collective already exists. And that's, that's what I'm trying to say. And so the people you're going to see on this podcast are people that are, are a community in Nashville. So if you get invited to be on the Jacob Collective podcast, <laughs> you should join because that just means you have a whole slew of friends for sure who that are going to be part that of you it. don't even know exists. Yeah, exactly. until until you realize that they do. Yeah, They're like oh man, this is great, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, dude, check this out. Do you have any type of uh, like I said earlier? I feel like sometimes creatives don't have a super. Now, some do. This isn't like a blanket statement. Some do, but is there anything uh, that you could give? practical tip wise to maybe a creative who isn't super business savvy, Mm -hmm. uh, that maybe wants to kind of do this, uh, for money, for income. What are like some practical things, um, that it's that some practical ways that someone can turn their artistry into a livelihood of some kind. Yeah. I would say, um, look for flexibility. Uh, that would be a big thing. So my, the work that I've always done, any steady work that I've always done has, has usually been part-time and has usually been flexible. Sure. So I, I would recommend that to anybody. Um, as, as flexible as you can get it, um, do that. If you can do remote work for the job that you, you know, if you, if you have a nine to five, yeah. if you can find a way to do even one day a week, two days a week, remote work, yeah. um, that's huge just because it's, it's like, okay, you know, you still have to work from that place on Friday. So it's not like it's any better, but it really is if you can do it here or do it at your house or, or wherever. And then it's, Oh, Oh, you didn't do it on Friday. You can do it on Saturday. And just that little thing, um, can help you do a job where somebody texts you or calls you and says, Hey, can you do this thing? It doesn't pay super well. Um, but you're going to be able to do it. So you're, you're going to end up doing a lot of things that don't pay yep. very well. Yes. Now, hey, so while we're there, thoughts on uh, thoughts on beginning people working for free. Um. So I've heard. So the reason I asked that question is because I've actually I've heard I've read different philosophies on different things. Yeah. I've heard some people say, you know, in all in all works of life, if you're whether you're starting a business for a service or whether you're you know a guitar player or whether you're a videographer, whatever, uh, man, you really need to like do some things for free. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And if that's true, where do you draw the line? So I. <laughs> that's a great question. That's a <laughs> that's a question for so much deeper than me, but. <laughs> But I, 
at some point you have to work for free. There's yeah. no way that you could not work for free sure. because you could never learn a skill and get paid to do it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I think I've been blessed to probably get paid to do some things that I wasn't 100% <laughs> like as good at as somebody else might may have yeah. been or someone thought you were yeah or someone thought i was that's yeah. a, that's a really important thing too is giving giving off impressions that you're sure. really great at something without being you know cocky about yeah, it or yeah, anything yeah. like that but um or that's a whole nother conversation so at some point you have to do stuff for free you have to practice for free and sure. you have to learn for free that's so you, good you yeah. have to pay to do those things so at some point you have to but there does come a point, I think, if you're trying to be more business savvy and you're really trying to put a um, a label on things that you, you do need to charge, I think it's probably at the point where you're pushing legitimate sales. Sure. And that's a thing that I think people who aren't business savvy and people who are really creative hate doing. And they, they see it as like the epitome of what they don't want to do. And they, they'll think, okay... I want to be creative so I don't have to do this nine to five job that I hate, but you really are going to hate the creative thing too, because you're going to be doing sales the whole time. Sure. Like 80% of it's going to be sales. Yeah. So if you're, if you're nine to five, your nine to five is probably not even as bad as doing sales. Oh yeah. So it's like, you're actually, that's all, yeah, you're, I mean, that's all it is, is sales of yourself, your right. service, your ideas, your yeah. whatever you're, you're always having to sell yourself yes. to or, someone else. Or yeah. use your creative outlet to sell a product. Yeah. yeah. So when, when, um, I heard, uh, will I am say one time, you know, when, when phonographs were first made, they were made to sell the Victrola. And then, you know, you moved on. The iTunes store was songs that were pretty much made to promote the iPod. That was the product. Yeah. And then, you know, in the 80s, you had Michael Jackson with Pepsi um, and, and Taylor Swift has done Diet Coke and different things like that. So he said, what you need to th- worry about when you're looking at making money is not what music are you going to make, but what product are you going to sell with it? Yeah. And I, I just thought, you know, that's that seems so tragic for yeah. a true creative person because i mean and there are artists in this town who would who would vastly disagree with me because they're creating nonprofits to support true artistry with you know deep philosophy and things like that and i i agree and that's that's the art i try to make but on some element um people buy products that they need yeah so creative workers what they do is you know if you're a creative worker you're making videos to do commercials sure and that commercial is to sell a car yeah and people buy the car because they need the car and yeah. so it's at some point it, it is all come it all does come back to sales yeah so it really is about your skill set it's like sure. are you good at this and do you think you could offer something to people that they'd be willing to pay for and if not you maybe shouldn't do it yeah no that's fair because i think there's a i think there's a line between like going back to uh, selling a product, some people would say, "Oh, well, if I'm just an artist putting out songs, I'm not. That's not. A, I'm not selling a product. Yeah. But what you're selling is what do people get from your songs? Exactly. It's, they don't care about your song. Right. They care about how it makes them feel. Right. So that feeling and that emotional kind of bond that they have with that, that is a type of product yeah so you're exactly having, so you're forming that song to sell that product and it's i.e a, the feeling and of it's it. you yeah. it's a persona and with social media today it, it becomes even more that way where you're selling um i think ed sheeran put up a post him and justin bieber released the song like yeah. this week together and he put up a post this week that said just two sexy guys releasing a song this week and it showed you know underwear model justin bieber and then you swipe and it's and it's um 
Ed Sheeran with like three chins, yeah. like looking down <laughs> at his phone. And what's funny is that's that's still a brand. Yeah, he's, he's that's that's all part of the the Ed Sheeran brand. Yep. It's like, oh man, it's this cute guy Orange from Bukut. England who plays yeah. in pubs and is yeah. kind of like a British redneck. Bo- bootcut, je- yeah, bootcut <laughs> jeans and exactly. and Converse on, yeah, and t-shirts and wearing t-shirts playing huge arenas with just him and an acoustic guitar yeah. yeah that's his thing it's his brand and it you know he may to him it's it's being authentic i'm not saying that he's he's being whatever but he is to a point where it's big enough that he he is kind of a brand and oh is, sure is his own self so yeah. i'm sure he's sponsored by people and makes advertised posts yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that 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 yeah. is all part I, of again it. that's selling that product which is kind of him at that point right but yeah so like you've had to um so to the point of being flexible like you said man that that's kind of the first thing you said was like man learn to be learn to be flexible yeah how important do you think it is for people i know how important it is in my in my line of work mm-hmm. but for people like us who are who are videographers photographers this they're that they're musicians they're songwriters how important is it to have a diverse income, uh, like to be able to do different things, but also with the caveat being, where do you kind of draw the line of, you need to focus in and kind of hone your craft, but you also need to like have, how important are those multiple revenues of, Mm. uh, you see what I'm saying? Multiple revenue streams while also keeping in mind, you just can't do everything because then you'll be good at nothing. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, where is that line? How does that line manifest itself in your kind of creative career? In my creative career, I'm, maybe more of the jack of all trades master of none and, yeah. and that that's bad and i that's probably the main reason i'm off of social media sure is because it it was making me that you yeah know, you see somebody doing something you're like oh i could do that or i could do that and over the years you learn to do some things but yeah. you know there comes a point in time where I, I just think you know what i am really good at this thing and i am skilled at it and yeah. i think i'm actually going to take some time and, and and hone in and i think i'm of the age now where I, I can have the confidence to make that decision. Sure. Whereas young people are are exploring all these. Yeah. Well, oh, they're terrified. Avenues. Terrified of of if I stick to this now. Yeah. The what ifs keep everyone up at night. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like if yep. I commit to this now in five years, if I'm still doing this, what if I don't enjoy it? Yes. And what if I look back and it's like, oh man, well, I could have done something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? think yeah. the I think the line between those two things might be somewhere in the realm of the priorities in your time management. Yeah. So if you, if you, oh, that's good. So, you know, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. If, if you are proactive and you have a, a mission statement where it's like, these are my priorities. So it's like you schedule out your week and you schedule the time that you're going to spend doing things. You can schedule some time for exploratory learning, reading, yeah. maybe, maybe trying a new skill. You may come to a point where you're trying to do something. So like for me, I've never been much of a producer, but I've found the need to wear a, a production hat a little bit more lately because of the need to do that yeah. for the music that I'm making. Sure. So it's it's just the world that we live in. I, I because I turn in a song the way I used to turn in songs to a publisher recently, um, to a different publisher that I normally turn stuff into, and they said, you know, this doesn't really sound like what we're looking for. And in my mind, I thought, yes, it does. Yeah. You're just not hearing it the way I'm hearing sure. it. So I have to do a full production for you to hear. Whereas a few years ago, it just wasn't that way. So yeah. now I have to wear a producer hat that I don't normally wear, which 
stinks. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. All then, do. Well, especially nowadays when everybody can do full records in their yes, bedrooms. Yes. Publishers aren't gone are the days where publishers are like, oh, cool, you got an acoustic scratch track and yeah. a vocal. And we That's can tell perfect. what a good song is. Yeah. Like, you know, no, they, no, no, no. They it's, can't always tell what a good song is. And I'm not saying that this publisher is that way. They can tell that this person is great. Sure. But, but, some of them can't. Some yep. of them, it's like I don't. I don't think you even know that that one song that wasn't demoed that well is ten times better of a song yeah. than the other one. So that that wasn't the case with this. But sure. That being said, you know, changing hats is something that you're going to have to do. So I say, out of necessity, that line is going to draw itself. Well, at the same time, you can control it with your time management and say, you know, twenty percent of my free time is going to be exploratory, and eighty percent is going to be honing in on this one thing that yeah. I think I have the natural ability to do. Yeah. And you should definitely go with your natural ability a little bit more than what you maybe wish you yeah. could do. No, that's good, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, anything else uh, that's just like, man, one last kind of going away tip. This is this has been fantastic. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank this, you for bringing uh, your wonderful family along. Yeah. Uh, anything else like kind of going out? What you got? What, what do you have coming up? Uh, where, where can... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was about to ask you where can we find you? Wow, that was a that You can was... find me at the Jacob yeah. collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where can we find you on social media? Absolutely nowhere. That's where we can find you. Can you can find me on Spotify. There you go. Spotify and that's Logan or Apple Music. Yeah. Logan Peck. Logan Peck. Yeah. 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 And and there'll be um if you just hit follow and technically that's a social media source, I there guess. There you go. If yeah. you just hit follow, um if I come out with something new that I think will um, impact you positively. Yeah, there. You- <laughs> uh, then I will put it on there. That's great. That's great. That's great. So you don't just release everything that you that you write. Is that what you're saying? That, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah. I do, All right, I do Logan. Not. Logan Peck on Spotify, Apple Music, and absolutely nowhere else uh, <laughs> because he's not on. Because he is a black and white phone who is not on social media. Yeah. This is going to be really great. Whenever I start posting some of this content, that I won't even be able to tag you in. Uh, I so apologize. I'm going to tag your wife and do then it, that way she can it. follow everything. She'll get, she'll get all kinds of followers that are fans of the, the Jacob. Yeah, Lincoln that's now. it. That's yeah. it. They can see pictures of my son. There you go. That's a good way <laughs> to do it. it. That's it. <laughs> Listen, just make him an Instagram account and I'll just tag yes. all of him in there. That would be perfect. That's great. He'll be more famous than me. Anyway, why don't you I'm just sure. do, bro, why don't you just make a joint Instagram account? That's just Logan and Cal. Oh, that would be so cute. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then I can tag that. I can tag that <laughs> on my post and then it's still kind of you. Yeah. And then He's he can already make it so a- much more loved than <laughs> I am. I, I, I'm basically just, you know, garbage at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, so listen, <laughs> I, I, there will be no names to be named. Uh, I think they would know who I'm talking about if they were listening to this, but I'm not going to name their names, but we have a new family, uh, not new family, new parents, uh, friends of ours that are new parents okay. that have bought, not bought, that have went ahead and made an Instagram for their son. Wow. And has made it private. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking he's two months, three months, four months. Is he like whatever. taking selfies? I don't know. I don't think, I think, I don't even know if there's any posts on it, but they have bought it in perpetuity. That's amazing. <laughs> or they, they, they didn't buy it. They, they, they claimed it and made it in perpetuity so that oh my he gosh. could grow into said Instagram That was account. a scary thing for me was to, to get rid of my handles because they were, they were the legit handles of my name but oh man you know i'm, I'm sure there's i don't even know how, plenty of famous people that don't have their own handle bro, how do you delete instagram maybe we need to talk about this offline but i don't, I don't even know how you delete it because <laughs> i tried to delete a page and all i could do is inactivate it it was said somewhere in the settings i don't know I have to, oh you, literally this is the weirdest thing instagram is app only yes except there's a weird janky version online okay <laughs> 
You can only delete it from the janky version online. That's like, yeah, that's buried in the backwoods yeah. of their, their <laughs> website that you'll never find. Oh my gosh. All right, man, bro. Thanks so much for, uh, for taking time. Uh, Logan Peck, everybody, Spotify, Apple music, uh, all those good places. And, uh, I know we'll be hearing some, hearing some stuff from you soon. So thanks so much for your time guys. Thanks so much for listening in. That's the first ever episode of, uh, the Jayco collective. Uh, go check it out on, uh, uh, uh anywhere you listen to, uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Also check out some uh, video versions on YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, so until next time, we'll be uploading episodes uh, probably every other Monday uh, is kind of the goal. So we'll have uh, about two a month. Um, so thanks for listening to this first one and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.